Hey, good evening, everybody. We apologize for the late start. We are here doing, uh, really telling it like it is, formerly known as the Tuesday Night Chat with Apostle Dr. Baker. She is not available tonight, so I am the guest host, Pastor Lunzing Lee. And as you can possibly tell if you're used to watching this program, we're actually broadcasting from my living room today. So I want to welcome you into my home. And uh, we've solved all of our little technical difficulties, we pray. And speaking of prayer, that's a good place to start. And then we're going to get into a conversation that is in the flow of what the Apostle and her guest over, over the past couple of months have been talking about. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this opportunity tonight to talk concerning kingdom business, to really listen from heaven and hear what it is that you have to say, to hear you, Jesus, to hear you, Holy Spirit, and to flow in the anointing, in the conversation, in the in the details about being about our Father's business. I thank you that we have ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart to receive. And I thank you for my apostle. I thank you for Dr. Baker and her that the strength that you have infused her with in her inner man. I thank you for all of the blessings that you have bestowed upon this house that is known as More Than Enough Ministries and Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. We bless you, we praise you, we thank you. Praise us to the Most High God. And I'm listening to hear what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so typically what happens is, for those of you that are used to uh, this program, Apostle Baker, Dr. Baker, is here with her guest, Apostle Miratoni, and sometimes others that, that come through to discuss things about kingdom business. Last week, Apostle Miratoni and I had the opportunity to just share part of the download, and I, it really was a download. It was something that the Spirit of the Lord just released, and it flowed so easily to find the scriptures and to do the things that he wanted to talk about. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna continue that discussion on kingdom business, but as I was talking to Dr. Baker today, and she was giving me some of the instructions, some of the things that she'd like to hear released, we're also going to look at why it is uh, relevant in the kingdom of God, the people of the ecclesia, the called of God, to have a discussion about business, about wealth, about finance, and so forth. So I'm going to pull some from all the teachings that she has done over the past few years in our house which is More Than Enough Ministries and Astounding Love, again, a global church fellowship. And we're going to glean from that, looking at these notes that we've received the week before, looking at some things that you'll find in your Bible. So I'll just recommend that you start with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And so it is a Bible study. It's a discussion of sort. And I will say this. If you have questions, please feel free to uh, put them in the comments down there below. We have people that watch that will... Uh, make sure that we get those questions and those that know who our producer for the night, which is Crystal, um, you can go ahead and, and text her directly and we'll see if we're able to field those. If not, I'll ask the apostle and then we'll, we'll be able to get the information that we want. So let's go ahead and start. The first thing we want to establish, because we're talking about wealth, because we're talking about business, because we're talking about finance, all of these things are, are together that we have to look at what the source of all of that is. And so when we look at Genesis 1, verse 1, it says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So the first thing that you're recognizing is the origin of the earth and therefore the origin of the wealth that is in the, uh, in the earth itself. And where that's coming from is from the Creator God. Because it says in the very beginning, 
and at least we wonder, well, what do we mean by beginning? That word is, is here we go. The word says that it's, it speaks of the origin. It's the first. It's in place, the order or rank, and it's even translated as a first fruit. So the beginning, the chief, the first, the fruits of the thing, the principal thing, in the beginning, God himself created. Now that word created, as we're looking at it, uh, it, it depicts or it gives us an idea of shaping, of forming, of speaking, of fashioning, of doing all these different things. In other words, he was intentional in the creation of the heaven and the earth. And what that also tells you is that God existed before the heaven did. So God has always existed. He's, he's pre-existent of everything he's ever created. Nothing created him. He is who he is. But he created the heaven and the earth. And in this particular case, what the word earth is talking about the land, this entire planet, the territory, the district, the region, and those things are important because when you're talking territory, you're talking region, you're talking a piece of ground or any of those type of translations, then what you're looking at is ownership and occupation. God who created, created and therefore has the right to occupy. You're talking legalities when you talk territory and you're also speaking kingdom. So we understand that God is king. God is creator, possessor. He's owner of the earth. And therefore, he would have himself put into the earth those properties, those all of the different sources and resources that he wanted to make available to anything else that he created to occupy in the earth or to live in the earth. So the first origin of wealth comes from God. It doesn't even come from the earth. It comes from God. So everything hidden, he talks in other scriptures, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, the things that are hidden in the earth, they belong to me. And of course they do because the earth is God's territory and it's his personal property, it's his property. So let's look at that when we think about business and we think about the kingdom, we're looking first and foremost at the king and at the intent of the king and at the fact that the king himself is completely and absolutely capable of making provision for everything that he wants done on his own property, all right? So there's the first scripture pertaining to wealth, pertaining to wholeness, pertaining to this earth, is that in the beginning, God created it. And then when you go on in the book of Genesis, you will, or in, in this first chapter of Genesis, you see that he says that the earth because it became without form, because it became void, because of different things that happened in the territory. He moved by his spirit upon the face of the waters and he did a, re, a whole redoing of it. He said, where there was darkness, now there's going to be a different kind of light. And he spoke the words as he hovered over his entire planet. He said, I'm going to be the light source for this planet. So the light source is another source of wealth. The source of the resource that we have, the creative power that he released. His spirit, his presence moved upon the face of waters and then he spoke into the earth every single form of, um, every single form of, what do you call it, um, resource that he had. So this is what we're looking at when we look at the properties of 
of this planet, okay? Let there be light, and there was light. So what did God establish there? That everything he says by his creative power is the way that things are going to be in the earth. Let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light. God saw the light as good. God divided the light from the darkness. So God showed his authority over darkness and that light itself is superior to darkness. And then he called, he called the light day, he called darkness night, and then he went on and created time as you, as you continue on. So what you're seeing again is that the earth, Psalm 24, 1, which is a scripture that in our ministry we're very familiar with, it says the earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness of the earth belongs to the Lord. And Genesis 1 gives you an indicator of why this is so. What I'm going to do, because they're telling me that my sound is low, I'm going to try, forgive me for the static right now, to move this directly center and see if that's going to be better for y'all. Okay, so prayerfully that's a better sound for you. Anyway, um, so he says all of those different things and that's what we see in that first chapter. This is the establishment of wealth. This is where wealth itself is created or you see that God put it in the earth and God knew and knows precisely what he wants done with it. So now when I look at another scripture um, pertaining to light, or pertaining to earth, I should say, again, so, well, you know what, let me go over here first and then I'll come to something else, all right, because I saw some other scriptures that I thought were amazing with this. Okay, um, we talked about last week, we talked about going from a start to a startup according to the word of God. And what he said is that it all begins with vision. And that's what you saw in Genesis 1. God, it said that the spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep and that there was a brooding, there was a, 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 a resounding or a, a vibration that was happening. When you study those words out, you'll see a lot of that. And it said that the vision, um, he, he saw something and then he spoke it. We see that in other scriptures where Jesus himself said, I only do, I only speak, I only release what the Father, the vision that the Father gives me. And so God had a plan. God has plans. God says in Jeremiah 29, I know what my plans are. I know exactly what I have in mind. I know how I'm going to do what I do. And I'm not going to fail in anything that I set out to do. So that's how he's establishing his authority and his kingship. And he's establishing also that all of the resources, all of the wealth, everything, every vision that is worth pursuing, it comes from him. He's the source and the, the true resource that we have for any business, for anything that we are called by him to do. So vision or the picture or idea that God shows us and the scripture that we looked at is Jeremiah chapter 29. And I have, oh goodness. I've got so much in my head right now. I'm just very happy about this. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. But I want to just read it. I'm just going to do it in King James tonight, and we'll break it down in different places as we need to. But Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Another translation will say, I know the plans that I have. I know what, my, what will please me. I know what it is that I want to do. It's very important if you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And if we are going to bring forth God's ideas, we have to understand he is the originator. 
He is the original creator. He is the originator of creativity. Even though he spoke and he gave man authority, he gave man the empowerment to create. He says uh, through Job, you are able to create a thing or declare a thing, decree a thing, and it will be established. But he gave us creative power. And the, the abilities that we have, interestingly enough, don't begin with the works of our hands. It begins with the words of our mouth. And when our mouths are speaking what God has said, then it starts to, to germinate ideas, seed on time harvest. All kinds of amazing kingdom works start to happen, and it begins with words. Why? Because they create a picture. Because you get a picture, and you articulate it. You get a vision, and then you use words to try to explain it. So people say, well, no, I sketch things out. Sure you do, but in order to describe it, somebody's going to have to use words in order for others to be able to see the vision that you've written or you've sketched out to make it plain so that others can hear it and walk with it or work with it. It is sounded out. And so vision, the picture idea that God shows us, Jeremiah, he said, I know what, they, what these thoughts are, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Now, why is that so cool? Because an expected end means that there's a plan that will be in place and that, it's, that the whole objective is for the plan to be fulfilled. So when God starts a business plan for some, with someone, it starts inside of him. And then it's released maybe a dream, maybe a vision. It might be just a, a spark of an idea. In fact, it was interesting last week when we were here or when we were in the studio and we were teaching from this the apostle in the house that night released a prayer and one of the people that was in the audience actually got an idea a business idea an invention of sorts and has started to sketch it out and has done a prototype in just the last seven days to see how it will work and now is going back to God to say now what do I do instead of just saying hey I've got this idea and let me just take it to somebody and show it they're going step by step Here's what I've done thus far, going back to God to go deeper into the picture to get a better development, not just a sketch, but the full color for him to put all the details into place, for him to open the doorways and show her and, and show her who it is that he's already assigned to partner with her. Because when God creates a plan, when God wants to develop a business, remember the resources he's already put in the earth. And so he's going to be the source of going to, to find out what do I need, who do I talk to, how do you want to pay for it, how do you want to finance it, how do you want to build it. I'm ahead, and yet it's good because we're going to keep going, going forward and, go, and then kind of just bringing, bringing the beginning to the ending, if you will, or to, the, to fruition. We're going to just keep trying to bring those things together again. And Chris, let me know if we have questions, okay? All right, so Jeremiah 29, 11, develop the picture that he shows you. Pray into it until it is formed within you. So let's go over to Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look at what he says over there. All right. In Mark chapter 4, it's a familiar uh, passage for us um, because it talks about seed and it talks about how the sower sows the word. Mark 4 verse 1 is when Jesus begins the parable or what they call the, the, the picture. He starts you to give you an outline of what the kingdom of God is like. Everything he's talking about is kingdom. 
These are the principles of the kingdom of God. And this is how God works um, it, within his people. He works through seed. Words are very versatile. They, they create pictures, and they're also seeds that are planted within us to bring something about. And that's simple to understand when we understand that Jesus himself is the living word of God. And so he said that he, as he taught them, that there were gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship. He was by the sea. He sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. So there's this great amplification of his voice, and he taught them many things by parables. And then he said to them in his doctrine. Now his doctrine is the foundation of how he teaches. He spoke in his doctrine. He spoke from the kingdom. He did not speak according to his natural understanding. He spoke according to the understanding of the kingdom of God by way of the spirit of God that resided on the inside of him, the Holy Spirit. And so what did he say? Upon him and within he was filled with the spirit of God. And Jesus, we, we learned this actually a couple of days ago, that Jesus, all of this was a prototype because we were seeing how a man, how a, per, how a son of God, filled with the Spirit of God, could do impossible things. He could create out of what appeared to be nothing because he was receiving the substance of everything created from a true source that could not be seen by the natural eye. So what do I want to say about that? Kingdom business always originates from a supernatural divine source. Your business idea your creative uh, exploit, if you will. Everything that comes from the inside of you and flows out and comes into something tangible, something people want, all of those different things, all of this originates from a supernatural, divine, heavenly kingdom of God source. Everything. If it's a kingdom business, it starts with the kingdom. If you think that you just made it up yourself and you're going to figure out what bank to go to for financing and you're going to figure out going through the standards of, of internet research of what's the best way to do something and looking at the ways that others have done it before, it is not a kingdom business. If the king is not in charge, and I know that this is in the notes, if God is not ruling, if God is not showing, if God is not leading, God is not in it. So you have to determine whether you want a kingdom business or you just want a business with your name on it. So uh, you de develop that picture. Verses 1 through 14 is the text. I don't know that we're going to do all of that. But Jesus taught them. And then he used his doctrine, which is from the kingdom of God. Remember, change the way you think. For the kingdom of God is in your midst. Because That's what the word repent is. Repent. Change the way you think. You're going to have to come higher. You're going to have to think from the high place. You're not going to be able to think from the earth level. You're going to have to think from heaven's level, from heaven's point of view, because a kingdom business brings forth a resource from heaven, and it's bringing heaven to earth, heaven on earth, okay? And I'm giving those, we're looking at the spirit, we're looking at the practical, but we're really looking at the spirit because everything is of spirit, the spirit of God and, and the spirit of the kingdom and the kingdom of God, if you will. And I'm going to keep saying kingdom of God, kingdom of God, kingdom of God, because that's whose kingdom it is we're talking about. We're not talking about earthly anything. 
We're talking about from heaven released into the earth through us, the earthen vessels, the ones that carry this treasure uh, that you see in 2 Corinthians 4. So develop that picture. He said, listen, I want you to look and see that there went out a sower to sow. Some will call it a farmer. He went out into a cultivated field. He went out into a place where the ground was prepared. Some of it was, it says. And it came to pass as he sowed, some of his seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And I think, too, that one of the things you have to look at is that sometimes those are idle words. There are things that people say, just, oh, I was just kidding, or I was this or that. And you, you have an intent to speak what the kingdom says, but you decide to joke about it. You decide to be coarse about it. You decide to be flippant about it. Or you just don't take him see God seriously. You don't yet realize what you have. And so you'll throw those things away. You'll give out a kingdom idea and somebody that has ears to, to listen because they sense the prosperity about you even when you don't necessarily see it yourself. That's when your ideas get stolen because the birds of the air, they will, the fowl of the air, they come and they devour it up. That's when you speak out to the wrong people, throw things out there thinking, wow, this is a great idea. They get a glimmer of it. What they create is an imitation of something that God originated in you. So you have to watch and pay attention to who you talk to about a God idea. You don't want to talk to just anybody. You want to talk to God first. Hear me? And then he'll tell you who to talk to. Because he has people lined up to listen to what it is that he has to say. And he wants those things to come out without being tainted, without being contaminated, and to be protected. So you want to treasure what God is saying. The sower, the words you speak, because you are the sower. You're sowing a word that's going to create a picture, that's going to create a product, if you will, or a service, or whatever it is that you were called to do. So he said, some fell by the wayside, the fowls of the air came and they devoured it up. Some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Why? That's ectopic. That's outside. That's not being planted and deeply rooted. It's a great idea. It, it reminds me of movies and things of old where they would say things like, hey, let's just put on a show. And they just kind of do a little ragtag job. You know, we've done things like that in ministry when we're first starting out. We, how we even started airing online was, oh, Here's an app. Let's try it. Next thing we knew, we were doing it. We didn't know what we were doing, and we're learning so much to keep improving and improving to raise it to kingdom standard. And so what I'm looking at in the scripture, stony ground, it didn't have any depth to it. It wasn't rooted. It wasn't prayed through. It was, oh, God, this is a great idea, and off you go to do something, but you did not return to the source to get that the, the 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 fullness of the vision and i'm thinking some of you are thinking wow yeah i've done that listen <laughs> most of us have at some point or some time so this is just i i'm looking at this in terms of kingdom business you acted rashly you did not take you didn't slow it down enough to hear from god what how do you want to do this those are questions that you want to ask what do you want to show me what do you want? What, what should I be looking at? I see this vision and I get this idea, but point my eye in the direction of the specific start. And then in this one, 
and tell me who not to talk to. You know, give me instructions on who to speak to and when to keep my mouth shut so that the idea itself is not stolen. I'm thinking of something. I, years ago when I was working on my master's degree, I w had to do some research on video game production and things like that So I, because that was part of what my paper was on. And so I went off to a secular thing and I was in a group where they were doing brainstorming and each of us was told to create a, an idea and bring it forth. Well, these people were all in this business. The funny thing about it is prior to me opening my mouth and saying anything, there was a certain type of game, I'm not gonna go into it right now, that was not even on the market. But I gave my idea that got it sparked in me. I had the best idea in the place. Why? Because my source was different. And I just gave them my thoughts on how to create a game. Do I know anything about video games? Very, very little. But I understood the process that it was going through because it was strategy. And so what did I do? Unknowing, I spoke. And do you know within two years, there is a whole flurry of games that use that particular idea. I, they were never there until two years after I went to a conference where there were professionals there, game developers, and I see it out there. Am I telling you they stole my idea? Yes. I'm saying that they took, a, a better way of saying it, they devoured it. When I didn't have sense enough to keep it and find out from God, hey, did you just give me an idea for a video game? And he did, and I've got more of them. And one day, when I'm ready to develop it, the Spirit of the Lord says, hey, let's do something with this. Then I know to follow these steps. And don't, just because you have a great idea, think, oh, it's just a throwaway. No, it's not. It's a kingdom seed that needs to be treated with honor and respect. You understand? So I've, I'm, I've done the same thing, is what I'm saying. And it was like, well, would you look at that? Now they're coming out with, and it was all there. And so as I read the scripture, what I just shared with you, it has just come to me. Wow, you did that. That's how that happened. Are, are we forgiven? Absolutely. What we did in ignorance is not going to be held against us. And even if we did it knowingly, and we go back to God and say, I really need to repent. I need to change the way I act then forgiveness is there. The, the price for that has already been paid. So here, again, um, steps again. Y'all can write them down and then tell me, so I'll test you at the end to see if you got these steps. Right, Crystal? Right, okay. Um, so he said it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. So there again, you're looking. You didn't go back to him and say, first, first to say, I want to see the picture of this. And what should my eyes be focusing on first? Who are the people that I should be talking to? And then as I sow, so that I don't speak so that the fowl of the air, I want to prohibit the fowls of the air to come and devour this idea. Next, I want to avoid putting it on stony ground where it doesn't have much earth. So I don't want to be premature in my actions. So this means that I'm going to, once I have a great idea, I'm sparking with it, then I'm gonna write that down and I'm gonna come back and talk to you and say, this is what I see so far. This is what I see so far. What else do you want me to see? Because is it, he's gonna tell you, pray it through, pray it in, pray, pray, pray. Why, why are you praying? And, and not just pray, pray in the language of heaven. 
because you're trying to release the fullness of a heavenly idea into the earth. You understand what I'm saying? If it started from heaven, then finish speaking in the languages of heaven. Some of y'all call it praying in tongues. It's not just praying in tongues. It's praying in the spirit. It's letting the spirit of God pray through you to bring the fullness of this picture, to bring the fullness of this idea into the earth so that it will manifest and it will, from the beginning, be submitted to the way he wants it done. This is exciting to me because I'm seeing how he's leading us. He said, I'll lead you the way you should go. And I'm going to, I'm going to guide you with my eye and I'm going to finish this. Look at this in Genesis 2, 1, after everything else was done, every beast of the sea and all this other stuff, it's a beast of the earth and, and every fowl of the air and so forth and all, all those green, all this stuff is established. Genesis 2, 1, it says that the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. So God puts the finishing touch in the, in the middle of it was all of the different things planted, all the very seeds that his word said, let there be this, let there be this, let there be this. Or really he was saying, come forth this, come forth this, earth. Bring this forth, earth, what I've put in you. Release it into, into the atmosphere. Release it upon the ground. Bring it from the roots. Bring it up. Spring up. So he's talking this way, earth. Here are the parameters for water. Here is this. Here is this for the lines for the water not to cross. All of the different things, the resources he put in the earth, he then released words that allowed the earth to release his will. And so I'm saying to you and to us, he's saying to all of us, it's still the principle of what I say. And so, and how, what language did he speak? Well, he didn't speak King James English. He spoke the language of heaven. We don't know what language he spoke because we don't. But what we do know is that the earth understood it. So if you pray and when we pray in the spirit to get the picture and you're expecting to see you're expecting to see the formation of it, but it's not you seeing the formation of it that brings it to pass. It's the words he's speaking through you into the earth that allows the earth to give up the goods. Can you see that? I hope so. Is anybody seeing this? <laughs> You're releasing the words of heaven into the earth. Heaven is telling the earth, this is what I'm going to bring forth. This is what's in the unseen realm. This is what's going to, what you have within you to be able to produce it. There are resources that are in the earth that these words that are released from heaven are bringing to life and bringing into formation so that everything that you are to develop, be it, be it of metal, be it of uh, rubber, be it of steel, whatever it happens to be, I think steel and metal are the same, but um, whatever it happens to be, you are telling the earth, we're going to give it up. You're going to release this. We're going to bring this forth. We're going to replenish. We're going to establish the covenant. We're doing Deuteronomy 8.18. The Lord your God who gives you the power, the authority, the desire, the picture to create his wealth in the earth. It's not your wealth. It's another thing to understand that God is not telling. I just want to make you so rich that you can buy all this stuff and be frivolous. He'll let you have whatever it is. But he's saying my intent is to bring my wealth because I want to solve problems, because I want to change lives. 
because I want to create a different atmosphere because I want to silence the mouths of those who walk in a belief that they have all of the answers. No, the answers come from God and you and I are some of the resources that he wants to use to bring those answers out. So now that's some of the stuff that it said there. And now we're looking again, let's keep going. So stony ground, remember, I have to pray in the spirit to bring the depth of this. I, I want to bring the fullness of this into, into the earth. It has to have depth in the earth. It can't just be something I just go out and just decide, hey, let's just do it. No, I'm going to get it done in excellence, not in impulse. And so this is a posture and an attitude toward business that we are to have when we're doing the king's business. Okay, well, what if I just feel the urge to start? Well, maybe that's what you're going to do, but you still keep talking the language from heaven to get this thing rooted, grounded, established, immovable, and, and, and I, I guess you could say something that nobody can take from you. It cannot be stolen. All right. And, um, so then it says, verse 6, when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. So we've answered that. Now let's look at verse 7. It says, some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Those are partnerships. You partnered with somebody that God didn't tell you to partner with. He said, and it will grow up in thorns, and they will put so many obstacles, so many committees, so many finance, so many wrong direction. You need to get it financed this way. I've been in business for a long time, and I'm telling you that if you want to get this done, this is the way that you're supposed to do it. All of these kind of factors will start coming in, and it will be a mixture of heaven and the earth, and it's not supposed to be that way. When it's a kingdom business, it's all sourced from the kingdom. So when you or I partner with somebody that has great success in doing this type of thing, but God did not tell you to do it, your idea, your seed will be uh, caught up in thorns. It will be choked out. And you know what? You'll go bankrupt or the thing will never get off the ground. You with me? So watch who you partner with. Don't partner with just everybody. Even things, sometimes it's like, listen, somebody coming to you with an MBA, uh, business school, uh, high echelon business school, MBA, and they're trying to tell you this is the way it needs to be done. But God says, no, I want to do it this way. And they say, no, that never works. I've seen that this foolishness is this way. And you go that way. You just choked out the seed. You catching what I'm saying here? Okay. All right. So then it says, um, some fell among thorns, and thorns grew up and choked it, yielded no fruit. And then it says another fell on good ground, and it did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100 degrees upon degrees upon degrees. What are you looking at? That's the kingdom business model. You sow it in good ground, and you expect it to yield fruit because it will because it's planted where God said to do it. He's the one that harvests. He's the one that watches over his word to bring it to pass. He's the one that gave you the vision. He's the one that spoke. You spoke. He spoke through you words in the earth that came from heaven to bring about and establish where it was to grow. He's the one that has spoken to the earth and told it you're going to yield the fruit. 
it will spring up and it will increase. It will spring up and it will increase. Do you see the functions there? It's not just going to come up, but it's going to increase. Who is the Lord of the harvest? God is. So again, it's not because of our adorable, cute, little sweet selves that all of this stuff is happening, but it's happening because it's going according to the plan of God. All right. And so then it says, and so Jesus said after all of that, and we could break it down even further. I would love to hear the apostolic breakdown of that. Um, I really would, and we will at some point. And then Jesus said this in verse 9. He said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. So what is that? That's a kingdom release. It's not only, he's saying, if you are hearing, I want you to hear from the high place. I want you to hear from the point of view of the kingdom. I want you to listen according to what the Lord is saying. And this is just so important to us. If it, again, I cannot keep, I can keep saying it, but I can't say it enough. If it starts in the kingdom, it needs to continue in the kingdom. It needs to be completed in the kingdom, from the kingdom, and it needs to never depart from the kingdom. You don't bring in a different financier or partner or anything because it seems like you need help. If there's a problem, if there are weeds, if there's anything, you keep going back to the kingdom to deal with kingdom business. It never departs. It will bring wealth. It will bring all kinds of stuff because you're going to come up with the best idea. You want to come up with the best product. And if we are stewards of this, of this idea, of this vision, and we pray it through, we're going to see the harvest. So it goes on here. When he was alone and they were with him and they asked him, he said, to you it's given to know the mystery of the kingdom. Now, that word there, when he's talking about he says, to you it's given to know all the things that, that the kingdom has to release so that you can see what it is that the Father is saying. And I want to look at this first one, uh, one more thing here with that he said it's not for the outsider it's not for the one that does not walk with the father this word mysterion it is um it's a secret it's a mystery it's a it's a hidden thing and to you it's given to know where is it hidden in the spirit realm it's hidden in the unseen realm and you and i when we're walking with him and he wants to release something through us to us, it is given to know. Everybody gets something that is amazing from him, a secret, a mystery. Um, it's, it's the things that, that God doesn't just give to everybody. It's a hidden purpose or counsel. It's the will. Remember Jeremiah 29, 11. I know what I want to do. This is the hidden will of God being revealed through you and me. All right? So now, that's what he says. And then it goes down to verse 4. Uh, he said, Unto you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom, but unto them that are without, that are outside, these things are done in parables. They don't, they're not able to easily solve it. That seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. They're going to hear it. They're going to not see what I want you to see. They'll see something, but it won't be, I'm telling you, it won't be kingdom. It won't be kingdom. It'll be a world limitation. It'll be a weak version of something that is meant to be powerful. Even the technology that is today, much of that is not from the kingdom of God. It's the world's version of something that God has in, uh, an improve, not even an improvement upon, a more superior product. 
And so you and I have to look around and ask God, where, what resources do you want to work through me? What kingdom things do you want to establish so that we are able to get your idea out? All right. So that's what I want you to see. And then here, he says, unto them that are without, outside of this, these things are done in parables, comparables, but they're mysteries. They're mysterious words that sound good, sound deep, but even though they probe, they're only using natural understanding. And even if they tried to go in the spirit realm and they're not born from above, I want you to understand that they move in an illegal place and they won't get what the spirit of the Lord is releasing. All they get is an imitation. They don't get what God has. Because God has a way. Remember, I know what I want to do. And I know how I'm going to do it. And I know who I'm going to do it through. All right. Seeing they may see, but they won't perceive. And hearing they may hear, but they won't understand. Lest at any time they should be converted and sin should be forgiven them. What does he mean? Is he trying to keep people out? No. What he was really telling them is that they will be surface people. And they will do lip service to me. And they'll change the way they're thinking. And they'll change those things, but they won't change their heart. He doesn't want, you don't, you don't want to put a kingdom property, a kingdom idea in the hands of one that doesn't walk with the king. It won't end well for them. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to say that and leave it alone. And then he said, do you not know this parable? He said, how then will you not, how will you know the rest? Because verse 14 sums it up, the sower sows the word, the sower, the businesswoman, the businessman, the son of God sows the word. If you're building a kingdom business, you've got to speak the word of God. You have to speak the vision as he said it. You've got to speak the word of God because it's a seed that is going to take root and grow. So that's what I'll, I'll leave off on that. There's a whole lot more to talk about with that but the sower again sows the word we sow it and we grow it and we see things that come from it all right so let's keep going develop the picture he shows you pray into it until it is formed within you that's mark 4 1 through 14 and also verse 26 uh, mark 4 verse 26 and uh 26 through 29 he said, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, cast word into the ground, and he should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He doesn't know how. You don't know how the business increased. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the, the ear, the heart, and then the full corn in the ear. Remember, step two, praying in the spirit, releasing heaven's words. Why? Genesis 1.1, the earth belongs to God. And God says, and I know to speak how to speak the words that cause the earth to bring forth what I desire. So I want you to see that again, again, and again, and again. And keep going over this. And keep going over this. Let's see, do we have any questions? Okay, all right. So let me continue on. We've got a few more minutes. Number uh, Letter B, A was developed the picture. He shows you pray into it until it is formed within you. B, don't write a business plan plan to submit to God for a blessing. Don't write a business plan that is all your bright idea and you think this is exactly how it should go. Did I say to you that God won't download it? No, that's not what I'm telling you. I'm saying don't decide. If you go in the wrong direction, it's like, okay, I get it. I see exactly what needs to be done. And now I'm just going to write this plan because, and again, you're going to all of the common resources of the world 
She's not looking at the kingdom. It's got to be from the kingdom. So you don't write a business plan to submit to God for blessing. You get God's plan for your business as you're praying and you're seeing and you're praying and you're seeing. It's like, well, pastor, it seems like you just want us to pray. Well, no, I don't want you to do anything, honestly. I'm telling you that God wants us to. He wants to talk. He wants to talk through us. He wants to establish the, the conversation. Let me, let me say something here. Genesis 1.28, remember God blessed the earth. And he said to us to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Well, let's look at that word replenish for just a moment here. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, right? So that word replenish, it means continue. It means to give, keep giving, bring forth, fill it, bring forth first fruits, accomplish things, arm it, um, uh, keep, keep uh, making it abundant, keep confirming, keep uh, filling, keep filling the earth with words, keep filling the earth with the words of God. Keep saying things that cause the earth to yield to the kingdom and not yield to the ways of man. Keep speaking the will of God so that it's wholly accomplished and filled. He said to them, have dominion, okay? Replenish the earth, subdue it. Tell the earth, even though you know, you, you're, you're, gonna, you're subject to the kingdom of heaven, you're subject to the kingdom of God. I am an ambassador of the kingdom. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. I'm a son of God. And I'm telling you, earth, this is the way things are going to be. I'm telling you, you will no longer yield this, but you will do this. You will do this. And you keep speaking the language of the spirit, not even to your understanding. You will interpret from the spirit and not speak from your mind the things you see that you think need to be done, but you will speak from the spirit the things he knows to be done. And then what you're also doing, what we're doing when we speak from the spirit is we are creating the pathway that the business or, or anything else is going to follow. You're forging a path that has not been there before and you're speaking ahead of what where you currently are. So it's like you see that road map and it's just going and going and going and going and going. Why? Because God said, light be. And he is that light. And he has never recalled it. So when we release the language of the spirit of heaven into the earth, the kingdom is forging the pathway and occupying that territory and telling the earth, you belong to God. And you're going to bring forth what he wants brought forth. And I, as one of his, and I'm a, I'm a legal citizen of the earth. Because this body, water and, and dirt, if you will, this, this vessel, earthen vessel, we are legal occupants of the earth not and of heaven when we're born from above. Every human, uh, human being that was born into the earth is of the earth. We're citizens, legal citizens. Spirits are not. Spirits, um, whether they come, whatever, angels demons they're not legal citizens of the earth that's why the authority and the dominion that you see in genesis 1 was given to man because we're of this origin but born from above born of the spirit we are legally citizens of the kingdom of god of citizens of heaven so we can speak from heaven legally and speak that's what a prayer is a legal decree we can speak legally from heaven or pull from those invisible resources and we can bring about the kingdom in the earth because our citizenship 
Our true citizenship is in heaven and our occupancy is in the earth. And that's why we and these businesses are here to change things and change the way things occur. All right? Y'all with me so far? Okay. Almost done. I love this stuff, so thank you. I, I like to give this disclaimer. This is coming straight from the spirit of the living God. This is what he wants us to know. And so I pray that each of us is taking this and taking heed to what it is that he is saying because we are about to improve circumstances all over this planet when we yield ourselves and submit ourselves to doing things the way God wants them done. All right, so here it is. So you get his plan for your business because it's blessed. It is blessed, meaning it's got his approval, the stamp, the authority. This is the way I want it done. And so you're going to follow in obedience. Obedience is a principle and an important factor in terms of walking in the things of the kingdom of God. You've got to obey him. We have to do what he wants us to do. That means that there's changes in your health, changes in, your, in the way you deal with finances, changes in the way that you deal with people, changes in the way that you see things. It's changes everywhere, wherever he wants changes. Think of it as an internal, external makeover. We're going to be um, over the way that we used to be to become everything we were sent here, deployed into the earth to be. So consider this to be the works of your hands that you do in his name so that he will do the work through you. Meaning, again, not in my own strength. This is, uh, you find this in, I believe it's Philippians. It's not in my own strength, but it is God who is all the while effectually at work in me, creating and um, uh, creating and energizing it, or energizing and creating in me both the power and the will, his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. I will create wealth in the earth, or I will be the vehicle by which God's wealth will be seen. The kingdom of God's wealth will be seen in the earth for the pleasure of God, not the braggadocious behavior or the posturing of man. I must have the kingdom mindset in order to manifest the kingdom wealth because the wealth of the kingdom is far greater than the wealth of this earth it's not limited to the seen resources of the earth but it's the treasures that the earth has hidden that to you it has been given to know how to bring that forth it cannot be imitated. starting with verse 9 where he says, let love be without dissimulation and abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. You see, that's a principle. You're going to have to walk in integrity. You're not going to be able to lie. You're not going to say, well, I'm just going to kind of fake this in order to get this to happen. No. As soon as you did that, you contaminated it. It's not the way God does it. God doesn't fudge anything. God doesn't lie. God does not walk in a lack of integrity. God never does it. And you're going to have to represent the king and the kingdom of God in your business endeavors. So you're going to have to submit yourself to him and say every bit of petty larceny and tendency to lie that you carry, you're going to have to get rid of that. If you want to helm a, a kingdom business, we qualify by being cleansed and purified. Uh, Apostle Mary Tony loves to talk about walking in purity, and I can understand that more and more because the more that we represent Jesus, the greater the power and the strength of the miraculous will occur through her, us because we are carriers 
of his glory, carriers of his presence, and we are, we are part of his body. So it has to be the way he does it. It cannot be the way the world, the system. I'm talking about a system when I say, what does she mean, the world? I mean the way you're used to thinking, the hooking, the crooking, the changes of this, the compromise, and all of the other kind of things. Cannot be, cannot be, okay? So here he says it again, love be without dissimulation. You cannot be phony. You have to hate that which is evil and you're going to have to stick with that which is good. This is part of the business. Kindly affection one to another. You cannot afford strife, not within yourself and not amongst others. Brotherly love means you're going to have to stop seeing color and stop seeing yourself as a victim. Stop trying to get all the governmental hookups that you see in the earth in order to comp uh, to, to, to be qualified on a scale that is lower than the scale of the kingdom. There's a whole lot to it, but it doesn't take long when you get before God and let him purify you of everything that is not of him. He says, in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. So there we are again with that prayer, serving the Lord. And you're talking to God and God is talking through you. And wouldn't you want to talk to the originator of the idea? Because he, he troubleshoots all the problems. So you don't have to create prototypes that blow up and all this other kind of stuff. But you'll be able to start moving on track pretty quickly. Rejoice in hope, which is expectation. Persistent, be patient in tribulation. And continuing instant in prayer. So no matter what comes against you. I, I know of businesses that were, monies were owed for years. And they said, well, it still hasn't come. It still hasn't come. I understand that more than you know. But you know what? You don't stop speaking to, to the money. You don't stop speaking, I should say, to the earth. You're going to give up everything that belongs to me. Anything that has been a hindrance, I'm going to keep walking in purity to ensure that everything that he has comes to me. Every resource, everything that the king has set aside for the business of the kingdom, I will be diligent to speak what he wants me to speak. He will solve the problem. He, his word tells the earth to be obedient. Okay, So you're not slothful in business. You're fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, giving to, giving to hospitality, your generosity. You got to get rid of the spirit of poverty. You got to get rid of fear of money. You got to get rid of this religious idea that, that money belongs to the world. No, it belongs to God because the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of the earth belongs to Him. That's Psalm 24 1 again. And so we're looking again at everything that He says about earth. Uh, there was another scripture uh, about to wind this up um, that he, he made mention of when He's talking about the earth. So let me keep doing that. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and do not curse. So can I tell you something? You know when you're doing a kingdom business, you don't have any competitors? You either have partners or you have those that are going to learn from you. They're not going to be able to comprehend. If you're doing all the principles like we were looking at in Mark 4, it's an automatic protection because the angels that were assigned to, to protect, to do your, to protect what you might refer to as your intellectual property, the legal paperwork will be done. The things that you do business in the earth, you will do business in the earth the way heaven does business. You won't do business in the earth the way the earth does business. You're setting a standard that is higher. You're coming in high, higher, not lower. Yes, you're going to do the paperwork. Yes, you'll do the filings for the county. Yes, you'll do the, you know, the business license and all that other stuff. 
but you're still going to come in bathed in prayer. You're still coming by the way of the Spirit. You're not doing this the natural, oh, I guess I better go down to the county and file this. I better get a business license. I better get that. No, I'm going to do it the way the king says to do it in the timing of the king. And in those appointments that I make, he's going to send people there that are going to be a part of something more. Or I'll start getting a view of what kind of customers or clients or whatever it is. You're going to keep seeing the picture. Keep seeing the picture. Keep seeing the picture. You're going to keep brooding over this thing, brooding over this thing, brooding over this thing. And so that, again, what you read in Mark 4, it will, it will manifest that way. He said, um, here's one, Deuteronomy 4.39. Oh, I love this one. Let's look at Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy. And it says, Deuteronomy 4.36, it says, Out of heaven he made you to hear his voice, that he might instruct you. And upon earth he showed you his great fire. And you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. You see, there's that prayer time. There's that sanctification time. There's that purity. There's that purification time. He's causing you to hear his voice in such a way that the voice of a stranger you will not follow. And he's telling you again, I did this. This is me. It comes from me. It's sourced from me. No matter what you've heard, it's sourced from me. This earth belongs to me. I know what I'm doing. I know the plans that I have for this earth. I want you to get it from me. It's me. I'm the one. Out of heaven, I made you to hear my voice so that I might instruct you. And upon earth, I show you my great fire. And you hear my words out of the midst of the fire. That's Deuteronomy 4.36. So they say, Know therefore this day and consider in your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. None else. You understand again. So the wealth does not. Why do they say the wealth of the wicked shall be stored up for the just? Because you create the best and the finest. And everybody wants to stand in line to get what you've got. But the beautiful thing about it is that you're not looking at what they call the wicked to get their money. You're looking at the ones that are lost to bring them into the kingdom. It's like I want your, you to buy the product. But I want you to follow the money. And I want you to come in. You've purchased and invested in the kingdom. And therefore, we want to invite you to be a part of the kingdom. There's always evangelism. There's always salvation. When your business, when our kingdom businesses meet the standards of the king, there's always a change in the atmosphere. There's always a change in the lives of the people around you. Because your shop, your restaurant, your business product it is always better to do business with you they feel clean they feel like they were understood they feel that they got their money's worth and more they feel like they should have paid you more because of the excellence of what you have delivered and if there is a mistake made the way you correct it the way that you care about the client not just taking their check or their credit card you see, all of those are factors. That's why he builds character, the character of the kingdom of God, of the citizens inside of us, his, his character, his way of doing. This is the mind of Christ and carrying the thoughts and the intents and the purposes that he has established. I think I have about, what, 11 more minutes? Mm -hmm. I wanted to try to keep it right at an hour. Mm -hmm. So, um, submission is the next thing. So again, Romans 12, 9, I, I didn't finish. Let me do that. Bless those which persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with them that rejoice. Weep with them that weep. You have compassion. You see people, again, beyond the dollar signs. 
of the same mind one toward another. So this is what our partnerships in business, okay? Don't mind the high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Do not be wise in your own conceit. That means even though you have an exclusive product and it's of the finest quality, you do not disdain those that look, don't look like they can afford it. You don't carry that old religious bigotry and you look at somebody and think, I don't even want you on my premises. No, you do not. You look in the spirit, from the spirit realm, and see what the spirit of the Lord wants to do. The primary thing about creating wealth is not getting rich. Wealth and riches are not the same thing. You've got, it has to start from inside. It has to be the kingdom perspective of wealth, which means you're not afraid of money, nor are you needy for it, nor are you greedy for it. You are always walking in the gratitude of the, with the Spirit, in the joy of the Lord, bringing the unseen into the seen realm, giving the kingdom to the people that are there, letting them know how great is the king and the kingdom of God. Uh, so he says, don't recompense to man evil for evil, right? Um, you're going to provide things honest in the sight of all men. You're going, if it be possible, as much as lies in you, live peaceably with all. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but give, play, give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay. God says, I've got the security detail that you need. I'll take care of it. Trust me. You don't have to pay neighborhood protection. The blood of Jesus has already paid the price. For everything that you have need of he says therefore if your enemy hungers feed him if he thirsts give him drink and in so doing you will heap coals of fire you'll bring warmth into his mind you'll cause it to be that he's able to function you don't want to freeze them out you want to bring them in you want to get the strategy of the kingdom of god to bring people in they're going to come to your warmth they're going to come to the heat, come to the fire, come to the purity, come to the place where they feel cared for. Come to the, even those that are not at peace with you in the beginning. You continue in their, your way, the ways of the king, because they're watching you and they're observing you and they're seeing your success. And even if it be envy in their heart, God sees, God knows. He wants his excellence to come into their lives. He wants to melt the coldness of their lives and bring about his will in their lives. You're going to change the atmosphere. And when you do, the weapons of the world are powerless against the weapons of the kingdom of God. Okay? Um, last thing I think I'll say tonight. Again, there were biblical examples of submission, which is saying, yes, Lord, I will do it your way and I will do your will. Uh, one said, here am I, Lord, send me. That's Isaiah. Another said, Speak, Lord, your servant heareth. That was Samuel. Another said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me as you have spoken. That's Mary. And so there are others. Jesus is the one, though. Your kingdom come, your will be done. That is submission to the king and to the kingdom of God. The posture is one of humility. We're teachable, we're coachable. God will send out elders, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. So it doesn't may seem, seem like it to you, but the fivefold, the full hand of God will be seen in your business. There will be apostolic, there will be prophetic, there will be evangelistic, there will be teaching and pastoral. You will see all of those components 
within your business model because God has put them there and you're praying by the Spirit. The Spirit speak through you to speak and release those things into the earth. The earth will conform and yield to you. Remember in Genesis where it said um, that the, they would till the ground and it would be hard. It would cause sweat to the brow. Why? Because they were going to work from a natural realm because they no longer had that. They didn't have that supernatural relationship quite the same way but Jesus came with the Spirit of God and changed the dynamic and the paradigm so now the business of the kingdom can be done smart not hard it can be done in righteousness and holiness and purity and integrity and obedience and humility things that don't sound that great if you're outside of the kingdom but the things that bring the fire bring the truth and bring about a change in your neighborhoods and in our nation, in your state, in your city, wherever it is that you happen to be. A kingdom business is the way to go. Doing the business of the Father. Jesus said, I must be about my Father. And I looked that up and I heard an apostle speak this just a few days ago. Because I looked and looked. I couldn't find a definition for business where in that scripture where Jesus said, I must be about my Father's business. Because what he said is, I must be about my Father. And so that's what we have to do. We're about the Father. We're about the King. We're about the kingdom. We're not even, I'm a business person. And this is, no, no, no. I'm a kingdom citizen. And I do the business of the kingdom. I do the works of the kingdom. I do the will of the king. That's what the business is. He is the model, okay? So last one, posture is willingness and obedience. You're going to decide up front who is in charge. You are God, all right? Your business identification, I keep saying all right. It is all right. <laughs> Your business identification comes out of Matthew 5, 13 through 16, because this is what you're called to be. So Matthew 5, indulge me for about seven more minutes here. Um, Matthew chapter 5. Let's look at verse 13. These notes are actually not quite finished. Uh, we will make them available if you want them on our website at some point very soon, but they're not actually done. I, I need to kind of tweak them a little bit more so that you can actually read them. He says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherefore sh wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. So what is he telling you? To stay salted, you're going to have to stay kingdom. If you decide to start being like the world, then what good are you in terms of doing kingdom business? You're not doing kingdom business, so it may as well just be thrown out because it's not going to give them the picture that God wants them to see. The vision came from him, and he wants all to be able to read it and run with it. So you're not going to be able to change the model once he gives it to you. Next, he says, you are the light of the world, and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. This business, you're bringing out the mystery so that it can be seen, and it's atop a hill. You see, it's at the top. It's, 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 come, it's the kingdom of God, and the only mountain you ever need to be concerned about is the mountain of the Lord's house. It's where he wants things to be established. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light into all that are in the house. Again, your business is to shine light in areas of darkness where people have been groping and have not been able to see. You're establishing a different way to live, the way of God that is not is so far from boring. It's so powerful. It's so amazing. It's so miraculous. 
people will get healed in your businesses uh, people will, will find things are changing they'll come in the right mind all kinds of amazing things will happen when you're about the father and then it says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven so this is all part of the business model that comes from heaven this is a part of kingdom business part of the the inheritance that we have as joint heirs with Jesus so there's that again and build within your metron uh, you will not be received everywhere you're going to be received where you're told to go so go where you're sent where the works of your hands are established and anointed to prosper and I, I'm not gonna have time today to give you everything but I, I will give you it's Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 is that first one Chris, if you have, um, do me a favor, look mm -hmm. up Psalm 90, verse 17, okay? okay? Um, but this first one was Deuteronomy 28, which is talking about you're blessed when you come in and you're blessed when you come out and the fruit of your ground is blessed and, and so forth. But in 28, verse 12, it says, The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain into your land in a season, his season, and to bless the work of your hands, and you shall lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. No, I was talking about supernatural things. This means that even in an economy where they say nobody else can thrive, God said, you're going to do this in his season. Not the seasons of the earth, but the season of God, which is always thriving, always bringing forth. So that's what Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 is saying. And then Psalm 90, uh, verse 17, you want to read it? Mm. And let the beauty and delightfulness and favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Confirm and establish the work of our hands. Yes, the work of our hands. Confirm and establish it. So you see what he's saying? I, that's the blessing. Prosper. Be in health even as your soul prospers. But also be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Fill it. Subdue it. Have dominion. Walk in the things. It's the fivefold, I'm telling you. Walk in the things of the kingdom of God. And you will learn how to do business God's way by talking to God about it. So I think I'm going to go ahead and end right there with those six steps. Uh, Luke 2.49 was where I was talking about. Jesus said, don't you know? Didn't you know I must be about my father? I must do the works of my father. I must fulfill his ple pleasure. And so those are the things. I, I've got more, but I think I'm, I'm going to end it there. And so, do I have a question? Yes. Oh, I have a question. It's Wouldn't a you know it? Different, but it, it says that what do you, what do we need to speak over ourselves if the earth suit is challenged with symptoms? What do we need to speak? You speak what God said. What you do is go back to, the, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Hmm. You go back to the Spirit of the Lord, and you ask him, would you point me in the direction of your word to say over my body what it is you want said? Because everybody knows, or everybody does not, forgive me, but many, many individuals can quote certain scriptures on healing. They can, they can speak uh, 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes I was healed. We can say, um, uh, uh, 3 John 2, that uh, it is the will of God, you know, to, that I prosper and be in health, even as my soul prospers. Um, we can, by his stripes I am healed. We can say a lot of different scriptures. We can quote them. Quoting scripture does not 
bring manifestation of truth. Spending that time with the spirit of truth, God himself, his word, and ask him, point me to something that's going to spring up in my heart and suddenly I can grab hold of that and know it may be something very different. It might simply be Jeremiah 29, 11. God said, I know the plans I have for you. You might read a different translation and suddenly it's like, whoa, it could be something out of Matthew where Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you suddenly realize, wait a minute, this thing that's on me is not from you. It might be this sickness is not unto death. It might be rise and be healed. It might be come forth. You don't know what it is if you just default to the same scriptures everybody else says. God has a fresh word for you, one that is specific for your body and everything that is coming against you. It might be Isaiah 54, 17. No weapons formed against me shall prosper. Hey, they've prospered, but they won't. And my personal, my healing starts with communion. Get that meal with Jesus. Get that meal. Take that, that bread and that, and that cup and say, you know what? This is what you longed to have. You were releasing healing all the time you were in the earth. But you wanted your body to, to come forth and, and, and be served to us. To let us know that when we partake, uh, when we take communion, we take a reminder. This is a covenant meal. I am healed. I am not sick. I am whole. I am forgiven. That's what his blood is saying. I am a testimony of the power of God. And so when you get that word from him and you take that communion with him and say, I submit to what you say about me, and you start praying in that heavenly language, you pray in the spirit, your, your body, you know it's earth, right? So you know you're speaking to the earth and you're telling it you're going to do what God says to do. You're not going to do what the world says to do. That's how you start. Long answer to a short question. <laughs> Did you get that? Does that help? Again, I'll just sum it up. Ask God, what words do you want me to read in this Bible? Because you've got something here. It may speak to your destiny. And then ask God, Holy Spirit, will you pray through me? Pray the words from heaven to this earth body. And next, take communion. Because it was the power of God and power of the kingdom, the covenant meal released in the earth for our bodies, for us to remind us of who is in charge. That's what I would, um, that's what I get to tell you about that. Amen? I use that within myself. That's what we say. <laughs> I do. That's, that's, I, I really believe that it, it's learning. <clears throat> You're not maybe a master at it. But it is learning to put more trust in what God says than you do in what you feel or you see or what the people of this earth have to say. You're going to learn to hear from heaven and believe that heaven knows more about things in the earth than the people on the earth do. Okay? So that's all. I'm going to, I'm going to sum it up and honor the time that the apostle typically spends. And I was just getting started. <laughs> Uh, for the people that are part of Astounding Love and More Than Enough Ministries, I'm sure that they probably put on the site that you can give your offerings if you want to give into the More Than Enough Ministries. The website is www.ntemic.org, ntem.org. And 
If you have questions, you want to know more about kingdom business or you want the scriptures or any of that kind of stuff, just go ahead and contact us. Put that information there. If you put it on the website, they'll find it when they go up. If you put it on the comments on Facebook, they'll find it when they come back through. We'll find your information. But don't put your information there. Just, you know, your email or stuff like that. Use the website and do the contact us. And if you can't do that, then message us. Go into the messenger and just send a direct message. But protect your information. You don't have to give all that out to everybody. All right? Or call the phone number, 408 945 and say, hi, my name is such and such, and I don't know how to do all that other stuff, but I really want the stuff. Make sure we can contact you so, <laughs> so that we don't, so that we can get you what you're asking for. I want to say thank you to all of you. We're going to speak, release the blessing, the offerings, the seed. These are seeds of another form that you're sowing into the good ground so that you will, you are a harvest. You all by yourself. There's some amazing things that God has, I believe, in store for you. I'm inviting you also uh, to tune in again next week. I, I, I'm not sure if Apostle Baker will be back or not. If not, then we'll be here because we're having fun with this. We're learning more and more. And I, I, I'm so privileged. I thank you, Dr. Baker, uh, for uh, giving me the honor of being able to share about Kingdom Business. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the way that you're releasing this to us and, and for opening up this word and for letting us know about this earth that belongs to God. I'm thanking you so much that, that you're really showing us who is Lord, who is King, and who is owner. I pray for every individual, including the one that asked that question about their body. And I thank you for supernatural releases. I thank you that the spirit of life that is already on the inside of them, that, that it flows through and, and brings about the healing properties that are of you. I thank you for the truth of your word that says, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. And that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. So all of these things are subject to the spirit of truth, which is you, Holy Spirit. And so that that is released into people as they agree with God. They find that their agreement with God brings about disagreement with symptoms on their body and causes those things to have to bow to the name of Jesus and to the power of his blood and be gone in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the fresh winds and the purifying fire that brings about your delight and your change in our lives. I thank you so much for what you're doing in this ministry and what you're doing in our, in our house and for all these tents that are represented, houses, people that are represented. And if anybody out there has just tuned in and thought this is interesting, but you don't know this Jesus, I'm inviting you to reach out, to contact us, because we want to introduce you to the King, to the kingdom of God, to the owner, the one that, that, that saves because he has the legal right to speak in your life and he becomes the Lord, the supreme one in your life. Contact us at the website. Um, I'm not going to do the repeat after me prayer, but you can contact us, call us. We will talk to you about Jesus. We will tell you what the kingdom of God is about, and we will help you to come in and then to grow, to be rooted and to grow. And so that is always available to you. I am Pastor Lunzing Lee of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. I have been the guest host tonight for Apostle Dr. Baker. This has been really telling it like it is. If you tune in on the Astounding Love website tomorrow night, you can join me at 6.45 a.m. I mean, p.m., p.m., not the morning, tomorrow night for Kingdom Conversations, which is hosted by me. So thank you so much. We love you astoundingly. 
You release the blessing over the seeds that have been planted and you release the blessing of the Lord over you.